Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace today. My name is Sean Bowles, and my co-host is right here, Bob Hassan. Bob, who do we have on the show today? Oh, we have Don Shin, and he was in the corporate world for 23 years, Sean, and then he made this decision to uh, start his own business, and he's all about franchising, and it seems like, uh, using your word, Sean, he's reinvented himself a number of times, and he, he's he's been in business for a long, long time, and we're going to talk to him about what franchises look like, what about reinventing yourself looks like, what about being in the corporate world looks like. So up next, we have Don Shin. I had a word that the next great move of God's spirit, like a Jesus people movement, is going to happen in the workplace, in the marketplace, and we need to hear God right now. You know, when you're working your career, your place of influence, your job, and you're wanting as a Christian a God result, there has to be a God process to get to that result, and we have to hear God. My friend Bob Hass and I wrote a book just for you to teach you how to hear God's voice in this season of your life, to help you in your place of career, in your place of business. So there's no disconnection between who you are at church, who you are in your family, and who you are in your career, but it all works together beautifully and I believe that this book is a key book for now to help you understand what God's doing. So I want to encourage you to get this book wired here. And if you get it during this month, you get the masterclass where Bob and I taught on just the themes of the book and help bring it home, help give you some assignments and some impartation that's going to bring it right into your very life. So I want to encourage you get wired to here now and get our brand new masterclass free when you buy the book from BowlsMinistries.com. Well, welcome back. We're here with Don. Don, we're honored to have you. How are you today? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Thanks. And it's an honor to be here. I really appreciate it. I was making some jokes with you before the show that because uh, your career has been vast, but you've been in a couple different veins that it feels like you've lived dog years a little bit, like you've done a lot of different <laughs> things from two multinational companies <laughs> in Asia, Fortune 500 companies to teaching people how to franchise and then working for one of the top companies in that genre as the CEO at one point. And now you're leading people and consulting people on how to franchise their businesses. And it's a lot of stuff. Talk to us about when God started to really make a difference in your career. Maybe it was the beginning. I, I, I love these kinds of stories because I feel like you've, you've had some ups and downs that I think our audience can really learn from. Thanks. Thanks. No, and and I, it's funny. Sometimes people, people tell me what my story is and they tell me what my bio is and I'm there. Really? Is that me? You know, it, <laughs> it honestly doesn't feel like me. And, and, uh, and, and Bob, you know, when he prayed us in, he said his long career, uh, oh my gosh. You know? But um, um, yeah, you know, I, w I was, uh, uh, you know, I was saved, you know, as a 12, 13 year old and, and was very, very, active uh, phrase I'm trying to embrace right now is to center my life around Christ. And, mm -hmm. and I think growing up, my life was centered around Christ um, and the church. And but then we then I went to college and mm -hmm. um, everything blew up. You know, everything really changed, uh, met my wife and, and so forth in college. But so I didn't I, I don't feel like I really lived my lived out my faith when I was in the corporate world. I, I just it, the, my life then was all about me, to be very honest. Mm. And, um, and I always felt the even family wise, you know, I always felt I took took care of my family, uh, made a lot of money, uh, we did wonderful things, you know, my kids at 
10, 11 years old, we're in more countries than, than some people ever do in a lifetime. Right. And, um, but, but the bottom line was I really, I wasn't living my faith. And when I, when I got out of the corporate career, I think is when I really had the opportunity to, to live out my faith. And the, the phrase marketplace ministries just, just really stuck with me early on. I really wanted to, to show and live in a way that I wasn't a Sunday morning Christian or, or I didn't live differently between the bookends of weekends. I was living out my faith uh, on, Mm -hmm. on a, on a regular basis, even to the point where sometimes even uh, some, some Christian, like I remember again, not that this is about me, but, but to share an example, I had a bookkeeper one time uh, this just randomly said, you know, I've never seen somebody run their business like this before. And she was a believer. She was a Christian. And so so she got it. However, she never worked for someone that was actually living it it, in their business every day. Mm -hmm. So so it was definitely when I stepped out on my own, I, I, I I did start my my entrepreneur career, so to speak, as through a franchise, because I always felt that, hey, you know, I think I could be successful at anything I do, but what am I good at? You know, I was always kind of an executive. I was always in sales and, and just what could I, what kind of a business could I run was, uh, was a big question. So, um, so anyway, yeah, that's, that's, I think where we got started was in 2000 when I started my, my first business. Wow. So, so somehow you got out of your corporate career and then figured like, I'm going to partner with God uh, in my, in my daily walk. And that translated to even your bookkeeper saying like, I've never seen anybody work like this with God. What did that look like? I mean, did you hear people say God is my CEO and, you know, Sean and I believe (laughs) Sean and I believe that, you know, we're, we're in partnership with God in our businesses. And I, I, I'm interested to hear like practically what it looked like for you. Yeah, I, I think it was just a, it was it was really a, a mindset of of being an example uh, of really uh, you know, what's the old phrase uh, walk the talk. I, I really felt like I was I, I, I wanted to walk the talk yeah. um, and, and also poured back into people. I was in the, the coaching and training space. So there's it's always that's always even if it's business coaching is is helping. It's giving back. It's providing. I just found myself more uh, more giving and and more uh, providing on a regular basis. And even later later in years, um, we just did things differently. We had one of our again depends on how you measure uh, success and failure from a from a um, uh, from a um, worldly standpoint. The business failed. Uh, and but from a faith base, from a God standpoint, I think the business was was really successful. We had a second chance business where we deliberately were looking for 80, 90 percent of our uh, of our team were people that had criminal records, uh, drug, mm-hmm. drug, alcohol wow. Wow. Uh, backgrounds, uh, problems in their lives. And we were giving them a second chance. And we just we just did different things differently. When when people needed something, we helped. Yeah. I remember even interviewing. We 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 uh, interviewed someone who uh, couldn't take the job, but um, the team around me just got together and said, "Hey, we found out that she 
she she doesn't have a winter coat and her kids have no Christmas toys and 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 they all chipped in. You know, they mm-hmm. saw the way we gave, wow. but they all chipped in. Yeah. Um, but I would also cut like we had a church that had a special uh, a special family thing for people that didn't have money to go buy. And they had a structure set up. So I let my employees go uh, on, you know, they got paid, you know, to go to go shop and uh, go to this church and and be blessed and provide some things for their kids. So I I just looked at things a lot differently. And as I said, for a long time, I honestly felt that that business was a failure. But then but then it it dawned on me that in whose eyes uh, was was it a failure? And, And certainly in God's eyes, it wasn't. Because it's so interesting, Don, um, your heart for at-risk people. Uh, in my business, we have to hire a percentage of at-risk, uh, at-risk people. The government gets involved and, and does these mandates. And what I see is, you know, the, there's not a heart behind it with a lot of other, other companies around. And you just described this heart that really is for at-risk employees. And I, I'm, I, I love how you... I love how you just framed that. Yeah. If, if I had to do it again, <laughs> I, I, I learned a lot from it. And I will tell you, I would have done it a little differently because in some sense, it us having to really wind it down meant that I couldn't offer those opportunities to people. But uh, so I, I learned some things where I, if I had to do it again, I would certainly do it a little bit differently. But I love the fact that when you look at people, there's probably a lot of people who listen to the show who are trying something like I've, I know of three different restaurants that are hiring people out of jail or hiring people out of foster care and giving them their first opportunity. These kinds of things are happening all the time. And those companies are at risk themselves to not yeah. be mm-hmm. relevant or not to have the right financial structure because they're doing something out of so much compassion. And so if they like, let's say the last five to seven years, the people that they impact from giving those opportunities as eternal fruit, it's just some things are going to happen, but I've seen some that have lasted in the decades and I think it's really interesting because our metrics are different as a Christian. And I love that you know yeah. that. I love that you feel that, that you just in that story that you're the metrics of what you were looking for wasn't just the monetary success or just how, how can we franchise this now and make this all happen. But yeah. it was that you were actually investing into people. Talk about where you're at now. Like what are some of the what are some of the now stories? Like what are some of the things that you've as you as yeah. you turned a corner? And I, I think you've recreated yourself a couple of times. I think that's interesting for our audience to hear too, because so many people have yes. to recreate themselves after coronavirus. So how did you recreate this version after 2000? It sounds like 2002, you were doing a business or when was the last big um, change? Yeah, the last big change was um, probably, I went back uh, for a kind of a, uh, for an executive assignment uh, back in uh, 2019. So okay. I'm, I'm bouncing off of that about a yeah. year ago now. But what what hit me while I was, and it's you guys are to blame for this. I just want to know. <laughs> um, um, but, but no, that your, your phrase of, uh, of partnering with God, um, while I was in the middle of that, that assignment, that, that contract, the executive contract, uh, you guys hit me. <laughs> now, the Holy Spirit hit me with partner with God in franchising. Mm-hmm. And I went, wow, okay, so what does that look like? And while I'm still on under contract, um, I'm, I'm on the side working on some things on my own time, just starting to really look at how our franchise is bought and sold and how poorly it's done. There's a, there's a horrible, horrible phrase in franchising 
uh, in franchise development that if someone walks upright and fogs a mirror and has the money, uh, <laughs> we'll sell them a franchise. And, and um, you know, we laugh about it, but but you know, in franchising, uh, candidly, a lot of companies will just sell a franchise if they if someone mm -hmm. wants to buy it, and so. To answer your question, Sean, I mean, I'm on a mission right now with God to say we, we need to do this differently. We need to put others first. This needs to be a win-win-win. You know, the selling franchisor needs to win. The person, the person starting the business, buying the franchise needs to win. And then the, the consultant, the, the person that's helped them certainly needs to win. And, and I'm in the process right now of putting together a, a new company that is going to do that. I have some, uh, God's uh, um, introduced me to an organization where I can do this. Wow. And I'm doing some other things for them, uh, which is awesome, which is leveraging my my skill sets and all the talent and, and uh, experiences that God's given me. I'm using them to help people in this franchise consulting space in general. But he's now, uh, we found the right organization where I can do this on a larger scale, leverage technology, uh, leverage uh, interpersonal uh, skill sets, but really putting other people first, and yeah. and that's going to be that's going to be the goal. It's got to be win win win, and and, and our team is just going to look at solely putting others before us, so mm -hmm. that people don't just feel like they're a sale, you know, or they're mm -hmm. another another candidate, you know, or another prospect. We want people to be honored. We want people to to feel like like they're important uh, and to trust us to the point of if we have to tell them you need to keep your job, you know, mm -hmm. this is not the right thing to do. We're yeah. going to have the confidence uh, that we'll 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 do well financially, but also being able to tell people this isn't right for you. So uh, I'm I'm interested in your viewpoint and your advice for listeners who are who are, are starting something, whether they're entrepreneurs or whether they're in small business, because what you're talking about, uh, basically, if they'll fog the mirror, you know, <laughs> we'll sell you a franchise. But what, is, what do you look for in franchisees or, or people who are, what would you advise people who are starting business? What are the, what are the personality traits or the drives that you're looking for? Um, yeah, boy, that's, that's a really good that's a really great question. And, and it will, it will vary. Um, yeah. uh, I sat next to a, uh, or I was in a booth years ago next to another, it was a franchise show of some sort. And this guy said to me, Oh, you know, I, I love your franchise, that whole coaching thing. You guys are great. He said, but my business, pretty much anybody can run my business. You know, if we sell them a franchise, but yours is pretty unique, you know, yours is really special. So I think it does vary some somewhat, with regards to which franchise uh, are we looking at? But, but I'd say overall, uh, particularly if I look in the mirror, I go, well, you know, you, you have to have perseverance. I remember living in Japan and um, uh, just having some cultural challenges. I was one of a thousand employees. I was the only non-Japanese person in the <laughs> subsidiary. There. Actually, there were two of us, one manager, one engineer. And, um, so there were and there were some cultural challenges, you know, and I remember in the first six months or so, this one uh, executive of the of the subsidiary just saying, I got to give you credit. He didn't say it quite like this is paraphrasing, but he said, got to give you credit. You, you, you have perseverance, you know, and and um, 
And so I think, uh, uh, Bob, one of the characteristics has got to be perseverance. You've got right. to recognize that uh, the marketplace, business, et cetera, is going to just you know punch you in the gut once in a while, knock your mm -hmm. legs out from under you. Mm -hmm. So I, I think you've got to be able to get back up and go at it again. Um, another thing is, I don't know if it's a characteristic of the person, but you really need to be sure you have a support group around you. And typically, mm -hmm. if, if, it's ma if you're married, um, you've got to have that because you can't have the marketplace knock the wind out of you and then go home, you know, and get punished yeah. again, yeah. <laughs> you know? So you've got to have a, a structure of support around you, people that will say, yes, Don, you're on the right path. You're doing the right stuff. Get up and go do it again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd say a third one is just a general self-confidence. And I think for those of us who are believers, you know, I, I, I don't want it all to be about me or try to be about me. I think I, I know I can't do as much as I can do if if I'm uh, if I'm uh, a God centered and yeah. God confident. Yeah. Uh, so I think that self confidence slash God confidence is huge. You just have to that. know you're going to do well even during the the tough times, even during the the valleys, if you will. I think so many Christians make good, good business owners because of that, because there's this hope against hope that, I mean, I talk to people all the time. They're like, they'll tell me a list string of failures that somebody else would have quit a long time ago and before they got their success. And I just think yeah. it's because they're like, well, God put me here. So I'm just going to be faithful until the end. And if the end is me on the end, that's the end. You know, yeah. I love that. But take us back. And I love what Bob just asked you, because I feel like we just had a glimpse of who you are and how you bring strength to people. Mm -hmm. Take mm -hmm. us back into when you were making some of this transition and saying, I'm going to do this with you, God. And I, I you know, I want to do this in a kingdom way or, or more out of the, the mindset of true authentic Christianity. Talk about some of the challenges of that, like some of the, maybe some of the things you went through where it's like, ah, this is, this is not as easy in this area, or this is like, I'm having to trust differently or do things differently. Do you remember any of those lessons? Well, I've got to be honest with you. I think too many times I was way out front and then I turned around and went, oh, oh I better run back there and, and, and get where God is, you know, on this. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, it's funny. I, I use the example, you know, I've had a couple of what I would call kind of minor health things and, and I, I have no worries about it because I know I can do nothing about it. You know, it's in God's hands, whether I'm, uh, whether I'm healed or I'm, I'm made well or, or not. But when it comes to like business stuff, it's there. Well, I can get in there and do that. Right. Uh, so it's a it's a difficult. I mean, it's a difficult uh, crossroads. And I wish more often, Sean, that I would have I would have said, okay, God, you know, you you, know, you want me to do <laughs> yes. this, or how can I do this? I, I will admit, you know, there was a scenario where I had a, a coaching client uh, and good friends uh, was really helping him with his business. We we talked strongly. I was praying about it. Uh, about going into business and another business together. And wow, God just slammed the door on it. You know, I was so thankful. I look back and I go, I'm so thankful because you obviously, even though I thought I was on the right track and I was praying to you, you, yeah. you let me keep going, but you slammed the door shut uh, at a certain point so it wouldn't go too far. Um, I, I think now what you talked about, Sean, is really where I am now. I'm, I've just, I've gotten to the point where, I, I trust God for my daily provision. Um, I, I do work with uh, uh, and support some activities going on in the Ukraine. Uh, I, I, I did a Zoom uh, class. I taught uh, via Zoom a few times to a business school there. And I just have a heart for 
what those poor people are going through. And, and, and I just know, I mean, they're looking for shelter, they're looking for heat, they're looking for food. And I think, I don't have any of those worries, you know, God is providing for me. Yeah. And so now in business, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to plan, you know, I'm going to put numbers on the board, we're going to try to do these things. But I, I'm just like, you know, the phrase that has come to me in the last few months is, God's responsible for the results. I, yeah. I need to just show up uh, and and use what he's the resources and do what he's asking me to do and and use the talents he's given to me. But I got to let him be responsible for the results. And I've had a lot of peace with that, honestly, in the last few months. Wow. You know, Don, that's so good. As we're you know about wrapping up, I I'm interested as you've reinvented yourself over and over, we'll, we'll use that word. And you're welcome. I came up with that. Yeah, I, I know that Sean, um, <laughs> as you've reinvented yourself, you know, there's, there's been things that you've needed to do with God. And, and I'm, I'm interested in, in our listeners thinking maybe they're reinventing themselves. And how did you, how did you partner with God? How did you trust God in, in, in these, in these different, times in your life? Yeah, I, I think so. So much of it has been just and and I'm I'm kind of funky in the sense that, wow, I just really wish I would be able to say, oh, I got a word from God. You know, right. I, 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 I can't point at those things, but yet I know I have. So I, I spend a lot of time listening. Sometimes I think, you know, I, God wants to have a relationship and a relationship supposed to be both ways. Sometimes I think I need to be praying more and stop listening so much. But um, but I think a lot of it, Bob, has been j just a willingness to to slow down, mm -hmm. uh, a willingness to be present. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I I have a really really strong morning routine. Uh, one of the things I I, I just I just added to it this this week was uh, you know what's your will for me today, yeah. uh, and and just going going into the day listening and and observing and just being present so that I can recognize when God's put something or someone in front of me. Uh, and um, yeah, Sean, I, I was mentioned uh, Charlie Tremendous Jones, one of my friends and mentors. Um, Charlie always amazed me, global speaker and, and uh, traveled all over the world. He had this small little local town um, bookstore and wow. people would walk in and, and he would spend an hour with these people. He'd take them back into his office Sometimes he'd open the Bible and read to them. God just spoke to him and said, you need to stop and talk to this person. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to really be present and recognize the things and the people that God's putting before me and then act upon them. Don't ignore that, but act upon yeah. it. I, love that I don't so know if that much. answers think, your question, Bob, or not. Oh, it does. I think it's a great answer. I think, you know, there's just a lot that I love that you're at the stage of life you're in because you're re recreating yourself, reinventing yourself. But, um, but you're ready for the journey. You're like, it sounds like you're so alive, like you're here for it. And I love that it's so much. I think that people are listening, but a lot of, again, a lot of us have switched career fields. A lot of people have gone into new types of investments or businesses they've never done before, startup franchises, and they need that courage that you can, you can go for it and you can do this with God. And you did a lot of career. It sounds like not God centered, uh, although you love God the whole time, but not God centered in the sense of how you did a career, but now you're at this stage of life and saying, let's go for it. And I think people need to hear that. I think, I think this is a great, yeah. a great yeah. interview today because you're just such a great example of like, let's do it. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm six. I'll be sixty eight in June. So people don't. Most of the people around me are retiring and they're doing all. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm starting another business. You know, you literally <laughs> do not look like you could be sixty eight years old. That's well, thank amazing. You, thank you. Thank you. I love I that. that. Well, how do people get a hold of you? I know you do coaching. So like, let's let's give our audience the the website. Yeah. I think some people are probably very curious and like want to want to do this with somebody who's a Christian and who has experience. Yeah, we can help people find the right franchise. That's so, that's one type of career uh, consulting that we do. And we can also help, help people make the decision of turning their business into a franchise if they've ever had that thought. The best way to reach me is either don at franchisebuildingexpert.com or even just go to our website, franchisebuildingexpert.com uh, and you know fill out the contact us form. Uh, that, those are the two best ways to get a hold of us. That's that's so amazing. Well, Don, thank you so much for your time. We're so honored that you were on and we really, really appreciate your story. And and up next, we have uh, final thoughts with Sean and Bob. Thanks, guys. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online where you can attend a four week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bullsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Welcome back. This is Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. And Bob, one of the things I really liked about this interview is that Don shared about how he had done his career not Christ-centered necessarily for a long time. And then he kind of ventured forth and saying, let's let's do this for real. And then had to reinvent himself, it sounds like, a couple times before it got you know to the place where it was the, the right one or the right fit. Yeah. But you've walked through a lot of people who are also doing this, who are going from just, I'm a normal Christian who's doing a business, but I'm not necessarily connecting the two. And then, and then they make that transition. And it's sometimes a really clunky transition. What are some of the challenges you think people face when they're going from like, yeah. I am going to do this with God. God is my partner. Well, you and I hear this all the time. People say like, I have to evangelize at work. <laughs> yes. You know, like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's a weird expectation. Yeah. I'm going to partner with God. And so what that means is I'm going to evangelize at work. And how many people have we talked to who have gotten written up by HR, who, you know, ha have had problems with coworkers. And I think, you know, what you and I mean, and what, what I heard Don say is letting his character shine uh, before yeah. men. Uh, when, when he talked about the bookkeeper saying like, I, never seen somebody you know integrate uh their their faith into business that's what we're looking for is mm -hmm. you know why are why don't you cuss why don't you yell and scream why don't you cheat and steal oh well you know because i have faith because i'm a believer in christ because whatever you want to say let let your character shine before and you can tell that don is doing that in his businesses well and also he's besides being the light and the example i mean he's walking out the fruitfulness of doing it with God. So there's different types of finances that he gets to give to those organizations he's talked about. And there's, and that's another way that a lot of Christ is shining through, but there's, I just think people get really confused and we do things out of our own image of what our fantasy of what it is to be a Christian in the marketplace versus saying, I'm actually going to do this with you. And I'm going to try and dream it up and dream about it with you, God, but I'm not just going to do the, the best thing that I think a religious person or a Christian should do in the workplace, I'm going to do a relatable thing because I'm in relationship with you. And that's a big difference. So I've seen people fail, especially in the sales area, like he's in franchise and sales, 
I've seen people who fail so bad. I mean, I had, I remember when there was a Bible club at one of the major studios here and the guy who started it came to me and goes, I'm so burned out. It's so hard. He's a lawyer. I don't want to do this anymore. And I said, did God ever ask you to do that? Like, it sounds like you have all non uh, or cessationist type uh, co-workers who no one has any influence in the company at all. They're all depressed. They're all having a hard time. And you get together and you have like heavy devos. It's like terrible. Yeah. And I said, what is God asking you to do? Like, how is he asking you to lend your faith and your strength? And he's like, oh, I never thought of that. I just thought I should start a Bible club. And I'm like, well, I love that you started a Bible club. And it's yeah. maybe somebody should be faithful too. But it's probably not God's highest and that you're looking at that as the highest. And he, within two years, he had recreated the whole thing because he asked God, he asked God, what, what am I here for? And it was, the answer wasn't just like, like you said, evangelism or to start a Bible club. The answer was all these projects and to lend his strength and to give advice and to be a dad and to be all of the, I was just so different. In two years, he was a completely different person and enjoyed himself. And, and that's the grassroots part of our faith. Like what you just said to mentor, to lend yourself, to become a dad, to be a listener. Um, I, I love that Don talked about the fact that he listens a lot. And, and he, he juxtaposed that with, I, I, maybe I need to pray more, but, but the listening ear, the person who's willing to shift and adjust to hear God and say, oh, okay. I, you know, I love how you ask people these simple questions, Sean. You do it to me all the time. Well, you know, has, did God ask you to do that? Oh, <laughs> Oh, I might have been out in front of him. I might have yeah. not asked. Yeah, it's so good. Or it might not be something I would die on this hill for, but I decided yeah. to do it. And now I'm dying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so glad you guys were here for the conversation today. And I just love these conversations because as Bob likes me to quote over and over, it's one of my, my tag lines that I say is if a picture is worth a thousand words, someone's life experience can be worth a thousand sermons for you. And I hope that this was an episode that was worth it for you and make sure to tune into other episodes we have. They're evergreen. So you can go back and look for the person who's the venture capitalist or the person who's the farmer, the person who's the stay at home mom who starts a business. Make sure to look through those titles and those themes and find out other episodes that would be relevant and binge them more than you binge a Netflix series right now. Also, you can contribute to the show being made. We are a nonprofit ministry. And so we, you can send a tax deductible donation through Bowles Ministries by going to donate.bowlesministries.com. Bowles is B-O-L-Z. And this helps us to make programs just like this. And you can even join the partnership where we get to give back to you. We'll see you next time or talk to you next time on Exploring the Marketplace. Thanks for being with us. See you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace. With us, we have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos, Take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.